0: Hey, this is Sherman Thomas, and you're listening to the Kingdom Talk Ministries podcast. Hope this message inspires you and blesses you, and if you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior, let today be that day. Enjoy the message. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Amen. I I did reach out to um, Pastor Tilton in... uh, Louisiana, and uh, he, actually in, in the city of New Orleans, and he said he was okay. There was a lot of flooding in the streets, but uh didn't come up to his house or to the church, so they were okay at that time, but the amount of rain that's going there, it's going to be a whole lot to contend with, so let us continue to pray for Those people there. Amen? Amen. That God would continue to protect. I invite you to turn your Bibles with me to the Gospel according to St. Matthew, the sixth chapter. We're continuing basically in last week and how we build our lives amen, with a different focus this week. Matthew chapter 6, reading from verse 19. Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth, where moth and rust do corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through and steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. The light of the body is the eye. If therefore thine eye be single, thy whole body shall be full of light. But if thine eye be evil, Thy whole body shall be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness. Verse 24. No man can serve two masters, for either he will love the one and hate the other, Are you there with me? Read that verse again. Verse 24 is the verse that I'm reading. No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and man. Hmm. The word of the Lord. Today we want to continue on the thought living the victorious life, living above circumstances, living above uh, need, living above money, just living victorious in writing to timothy paul described the danger of seeking to be rich the desire to be rich he said is filled with temptation which have destroyed many 1 timothy 6 verse 9 But they that will be rich fall into temptation and a snare and to many foolish and hurtful lusts which draw men in destruction and perdition. Then in verse 10 he said, the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. Now, that, that particular verse, in some other translation, it said the love of money is a root. It says the root, definite article in the King James Version, and it says so because of the context. If you look at what Paul was dealing with, he was dealing with those... Who were preaching a kind of gospel that says well your wealth determines your status with god that if you are serving god well and everything is all right then you're going to have a lot and if you're not serving amen god the right way then you're going to be in need and that was the doctrine that paul was really addressing for he says some come and they tell you that gain is godliness and he said from from such withdraw yourself So the idea that he was really dealing with was that of money and the greed and all that goes on with it. So when he says the love of money is the root of all evil, he was dealing specifically with those subject matters. For example, in our time and our day, you can look at somebody and you can hate them. You see somebody and just hate them. That has nothing to do with money. But that is evil, am I talking to us? So it is the context in which he was uh, uh, writing and the issues that he was dealing with, he said the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. I, 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 I saw a story on the news some time ago about this man he and his wife, uh, how they struggled and how close they were and, uh, you know, they, they didn't have much uh, to the point where they shared just about everything. And uh, he went out and he bought a lottery ticket. She didn't know and he won. And the first thing he did was divorce her. Get rid of her. And to move on in another area to live it up now his new life this is what the lady found out and the judge ruled that she's entitled to half of whatever it was and so he had to turn around and give her her half if I was that judge I would probably say three quarters but the love of money that the roots of all kind of evil so when we read that verse again we know exactly what the context is amen some wise guy can say, well, the, the, the Bible says this, but uh, what about that? The Bible says the love of money is at the root of all kinds of evil, but I hate this man and I, I don't have anything to do with money and to, in a sense, refute what the Bible says in their mind. But you have to be able to put it in the context. That's why Peter said we must be able to give an account to every man that asks us a reason for that hope that is within us. So when people come with these things, we should be able to counteract with the word of God. Are you with me somebody? Jesus also describes the difficulty of the rich enter into the kingdom of God. This young ruler asked him concerning eternal life and uh, you know, he said, what, what must I do? And Jesus, and he first he began to tell Jesus, I did all of these things. And Jesus said, but you lack one thing. Go and sell what you have and give to the poor and come and follow me. And you will have eternal life. The Bible says that he left the presence of the Lord very sad. Because he had great riches. Mm. Understanding the Bible again in its context. This is not for you. This was for that particular man. Am I talking to somebody? This was not for you. This is not general. That's say Every Christian must sell all they have and give to the poor. No, no, no. This was for this man. Because Jesus knew that this man had a desire he wanted to serve God. But he realized that the money was his problem. And so Jesus wanted him to get rid of that problem so he can serve God. So that is not for all of us to say well the Bible says we must sell all we have and give to the poor to have eternal life and how are you going to live? Am I talking to us? So it is to understand what the word of God says and uh, to whom the word was speaking. For Jesus was speaking directly to this man because Jesus knew this man's problem. And then Jesus go on to bring it home, to say how hard it is for those who trust in riches to enter the kingdom of God. Not just for those who have riches, but for those who trust in it. Talking about living victoriously now. I'm going somewhere. Jesus said, of course, that it was difficult, but certainly... Not impossible. For the rich person to have treasure in heaven, for us to overcome what the Bible calls mammon, and mammon really means wealth or riches, and uh, if you bring it further home, it really refers to the God of riches because there is a God of riches oh Lord that many serve you would be amazed at the things that people do in order that they would have money ah there is a God of riches mammon if we are not careful the Bible says that we can allow these things to become gods in our lives wealth and Riches mm. to the point where we trust in them. Paul the apostle calls covetousness idolatry. Say a covetous person is an idolater, meaning that they're actually worshipping this material thing, whatever it is that they are coveting, they're actually worshipping. Jesus says, for us to live this life and to live it victoriously, and to live it in a manner that in the end is going to be beneficial for us, he said the first thing that we ought to do is to lay up for ourselves treasure in heaven. Now, what this teaches us is that there is a heavenly treasure. Just as there is an earthly treasure. Allah. There are treasures that are earthly. And there are treasures that are heavenly. And Jesus says to us believers. That we are to lay up for ourselves treasure in heaven. Not on earth. Oh, Lord. We go about daily and we do what we need to do to have what we need to have. And amen. And the Lord blesses us daily and provides for us and sustains us. And to the extent that many of us have, amen. Many of us do have. But the Bible says to us, brothers and sisters, that our treasure, our focus should be to lay up for ourselves treasure in heaven. And what is Jesus' reasoning behind this? He says, When you lay up treasures in heaven, more or rust do not corrupt it. And thieves, a thieves about it, thieves do not break through and steal it. For everything that we have here is subject to theft. (laughs) No matter how safe you think it is, in the bank, and for many of us, when we go to the bank, we look for that sign, FDIC. And if we don't see that FDIC sign, that's not our bank. Must have that FDIC telling us that our money is insured with the federal depository system that if the bank were to fail, we would still get back our money. Oh, Lord. That's why those banks that don't have the FBI thing, we don't, we don't deal much with them. Because we are looking at protecting what God blesses us with. And I talking to us? But the reality is, the day and age in which we live, even when the fdic sign is they're still not secure because today thieves do not go in with guns as usual to rob banks that much again they go on the computer that's where they rob it and they transfer your money from your account to some foreign account somewhere and then move it to another place, and then move it, and then they get it. So it doesn't matter where it is, it is not really secure. Because thieves can break in and steal it. Everything that we acquire in this life, everything materially is subject to theft. And you go out and you're there working hard and you're planning and you're strategizing, you're laboring and somebody's just sitting there watching you to see when is the convenient time for them to take what you labor so hard for. Nothing in this life that we can acquire is beyond theft. Thieves can break in and steal. Am I talking to us? Thieves can. Break in and steal. And that's why we have to be wise. And know the day and age in which we live. And do what we need to do. To protect ourselves. And to protect what God has. Blessed us with. Why? Because not only. Do moth. And rust corrupt. But thieves. They break through and they, they see. You know, you just uh, buy yourself a new car. Man, you, you, you rub it down daily and uh, make sure it looking new as it is. But as time progresses, you see little spots, you start ignoring it and ignoring it until all of a sudden, you know, you, you just realize, hey, that's just reality. It's going to rust and it's going to decay, and it's going to get old. Because everything that comes from the earth is going right back to the earth. So it is the process it goes through, and then amen, it decays, and then it dissolves, and then it goes back from whence it came. So everything that we can acquire here in this life is subject to corruption, And it's subject to theft. These are the words of Jesus. He says to us, lay up for yourselves treasure in heaven. And I'm submitting to us today that there is a way where we can transfer these perishable things that we have into Imperishable. Oh Lord. And that's what Jesus is saying. That we can transfer the things that we possess here that are perishable and making them imperishable. I said, oh, well, how, how, how is that done? Through acts of charity through acts of love, through acts of kindness, we can transfer perishable earthly things into the heavenly realms where they are now imperishable. Mm. In heaven, moth and rust do not Destroy because heavenly treasures are imperishable. Thieves do not break in and steal. Peter says to us in 1 Peter 3, 4, and 5 that we are called to an inheritance that is incorruptible and undefiled. And that faded not away, but it's reserved in heaven for us. And in verse 5 says, it is kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. For Jesus says, we are to lay up to ourselves treasures in heaven for Where our treasures are, there will a heart be also. If our treasures are here on earth, and that's all we have, then that's all we're going to focus on. How to protect, how to secure, how to increase what we have. Because that's all we have. It is here on earth. But our heavenly treasure, when we lay up for ourselves treasure in heaven, the Bible says it then becomes incorruptible and undefiled, and it does not fade away. For if our treasures are in heaven, then that is where our heart is going to be. But if our treasures are here on earth, then that is where our heart, that is where our focus, that is where our desire is going to be. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Hmm. So the Bible says, they are reserved in heaven, and they are kept by the power of God. And when we think of these words, we think of Jesus, as we saw, uh, saw last week, the wise man builds his house upon a rock, and we spend some time talking about that, but We did not have the time to get to the foolish man who builds his house upon the sand. Ah, he just put on something on the sand and he built. Amen. No foundation. And as a result of that, when the floods came and when the winds came, then his house was destroyed because it was not built on a rock. It did not have a sure foundation. And so it was destroyed. Same is true here when a man lays up his treasure here on earth. If all that we possess is here on earth, then we are in trouble. We need to have something, amen, laid up in heaven, reserved there for us. Something that has been kept by the power of God, we need to have. We need to have. And if your desire is only to have something here on earth, then you need to change that. And think about, amen, laying up some treasure In heaven, think about transferring some of your earthly possession or your earthly treasures into the heavenly realm. Mm. I'm always concerned about a lot of these brothers on television who ask you to send money to them for them too. Feed the poor. All the concern. Uh, I've never heard one say, well, send money to the poor, but send it to them. Because they know how to do it. And in fact, they don't know how to do it because they're not doing it. Many of you send your prayer request to them with your tax, with your money, because you believe they're going to pray for you and they're going to do this. They don't even read the letter. Once they take out the check, they don't even read the letter. They just burn them. What they're looking for is the check. Oh, no. It's a proven thing. You see it on television, how they do it. Hidden camera, watch them to see how they do it. Where they take the letters and burn them. Where they request that people send in. Because they tell you, if you're sick and you send this, then they're going to pray. And you are going to be healed. And you ignore all that the Bible has said. And all that the word of God teaches all along. About the local church praying for you in the name of the Lord. And that the prayer of faith is going to save the sick. But no you, you decide. You send a check. And in the name of the Lord you believe. They don't even read the letter. It's just the check. (laughs) <laughs> the Bible says do not lay up for yourselves treasure in heaven or in earth where moth or rust corrupt but rather lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven for moth and rust do not corrupt and thieves do not break through and steal am I then teaching that All Christians are to be poor. Absolutely not. Because you cannot find that in the Bible. Scripture does not teach that. Mm -hmm. The Bible does not teach that. The Bible does not teach that all Christians are to be poor. Ah, For the Bible says, Wealth, honor, and riches are there in the hands of the Lord. And He gives it to whomever He sees. fit." So Christians are to have. And that's why the Bible says we have to work with our hands so we would have enough and be able to do what? To give. It is through our giving that we are laying up treasure in heaven. Mm. Stay with me for a little while. I know it's a little warm, but stay with me. If your treasures are here on earth, you will experience much disappointment. For the things that are here, the things that are earthly, they decay, they rust, they get messed up. Mm. If only. In the things of this world we find our joy then our joy is going to be short-lived for the Bible says thieves they break in and they steal so as we understand what Jesus is saying when he says lay up for yourself treasures in heaven that it means to us that the earthly things that God blesses us with, that we are to use them through acts of charity, acts of kindness, helping those in need, and in doing so, we are laying up for ourselves treasure in heaven. And when we lay up those treasures, moth and rust do not corrupt, and thieves do not break through and steal. So if we are talking about investment, these are indeed wise investments or good investments. Can somebody say amen? And we are laying up for ourselves treasures in heaven. And so when the storms of life come, when, when the difficulties come, when, when the challenges come, then we are still going to be able to stand. Even after, amen, disaster would have come and taken everything, we still will be able to stand Mm, it's still a stand it's still a stand it's still go on still trust the Lord still serve the Lord can I get an amen amen that after thieves would have broken in and steal, and hurricanes and earthquakes and all these things would have taken amen what's left and we're back to square one we still move on still trust the Lord because our foundation is sure and once we have that sure foundation then brother sister we can deal with anything hear what God said to Israel and by extension saying to us today thus said the Lord that created thee O Jacob And he that formed thee, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by thy name, thou art mine. When thou passest through the water, I will be with thee. And through the river, they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned, neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. For I am the Lord thy God the Holy One of Israel, Thy Savior. That when we are anchored, when we Amen lay up for ourselves treasures in heaven, life's difficulties, life's challenges, they will come. They will come. But in the end of everything, we are still going to be victorious because our treasures are in heaven. And I want to challenge us today, God's children, to think seriously about what we are building, what we are laying up in heaven. Because the Bible says that's where we are to lay up for ourselves our treasure in heaven. And he says, maud do not corrupt it there, and the thieves do not break true and steep. But I say this, that before you can lay up anything in heaven, you must first of all become a joint heir with Jesus Christ. That means you have to first surrender your life to the Lord Jesus. Amen. And after you have surrendered to him, then you can start Building, Because you know that that is secure investment. Hallelujah. Whatever is laid up in heaven. Amen. Is secure. Nobody can touch it. Paul. And there are questions about whether or not Paul wrote the book of Hebrews. But I believe it's Paul. Hear what he says in chapter 10. 32 to 34 to the Hebrew Christians. But call to remembrance the former days in which after you were illuminated you endure a great fight of affliction, partly whilst you were made a gaining stock, both by reproaches and affliction, and partly while you became companion of them that were so used. Listen to verse thirty four. For you had compassion on me in my bonds. That is his imprisonment. And took joyfully the spoiling of your goods. Listen to this. Knowing in yourselves that you have in heaven a better and an enduring substance oh Lord they realized that what they had here on earth was good but there was something better in heaven there was something more enduring in heaven and so they were willing to invest the temporal things for the eternal that in God they had something that was safe in God. They had something that was sure. So Jesus says, and we might just, amen, deal with just this verse today. Lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth, where rust do not corrupt, and where thieves do not break through and steal. May we all challenge our hearts, ourselves today, to the word of God that as we go and as we live, we're going to strive to lay up for ourselves treasures in heaven. While we labor here on earth and while God blesses us and God makes us successful, amen. Because God wants us to be successful, while he makes us successful here, that we start laying on for ourselves, amen, treasures in heaven. And we do so through acts of generosity, acts of kindness to others, that as we minister to others' need, we are making an investment, we are, amen, we are doing a lodging, we are making a deposit, Amen in heaven as we reach out to others, others in need, as we see them in their plight and as we move with compassion and as we help them. Amen. As we give of our time, as we give of our talent, as we give of our resources to help those in need, what we are actually doing is we are laying up for ourselves heavenly treasure. Amen. And that is something all of us can do. We may not have a lot of material resources to give, but we can help. Can somebody say amen? We all can help somebody. We all can help somebody. We can commit our time. Amen. We can commit our talent if we don't have resources to commit. We can commit our time and we can commit our talent. To helping somebody in need. Amen. Helping somebody to come to know Jesus. Helping somebody to deal with life's struggles. Just helping somebody, some way, somehow. We are making investments in heaven. And the Bible says, Moth and rust do not corrupt, and thieves cannot break through and steal. So it is secure. And Peter said it is incorruptible once it gets there, it is undefiled and it does not fade away. It is reserved in heaven for us and then he said it is kept by the power of God. Amen. Let us, let us as God's children lay up for ourselves treasures in heaven. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Father, for the truth of your word. Thank you for speaking to our hearts. Thank you today, Lord. May your word find lodging place in all of our hearts. And if there is somebody in this house who have not yet surrendered to you, Lord, they, they, they have not come to that place where they say, Jesus, I need you in my life. Oh, how we pray that today would be that day, that this would be the hour. Now would be the time when they would invite Jesus into their hearts as their personal Savior and their Lord. So they can start to lay up for themselves treasures in heaven where moth or rust do not corrupt and where thieves cannot break in to steal. It is our prayer. Help us we pray in Jesus' name. Well, I hope today's sermon really blessed you and it inspires you. And if you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior, let today be that day. Be a part of God's kingdom. Enter into the kingdom of heaven. Have a blessed day.